we are going to start with a prayer. Of course, uh, I mentioned to you PDF. Uh, PDF means prayer, uh, disciple making or discipleship. And F stands for fellowship. And today, uh, we entitled this topic, The Prayer Church Movement. So that is what we really want to do first. Okay, We want to... Uh, uh, established uh, the powerhouse of the church okay because uh, we can uh, meet we can uh, gather again and so uh, this is about uh, cultivating our prayer habit I believe uh, this is very important that we do that you know especially starting the year uh, seeking the Lord okay so it's like uh, tuning ourselves to the Lord to his will is very important and so uh, uh, you know to some of you who are familiar with uh, praying and uh, prayer and you've been doing this non-stop you know so you know it's it's gonna be a reminder or maybe a, re a refreshers course <laughs> so <clears throat> so why should we develop the habit of praying uh, we know that uh, in the Gospels, the Lord Jesus Christ mentioned in Matthew 26, 41 that you see, he, he said, watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The Spirit's willing, but the flesh is weak. So you understand, we understand that uh, praying, okay, being prayerful has an advantage, okay? So what is an advantage? What What's one of the advantages of uh, always praying you see uh, a praying christian will not easily fall to sin will not easily fall to temptation you know it i'm not saying they're prone to, uh, they're not uh, i mean they're immune to, to sin no no it's not that because once you become a christian you you have been freed from the bondage of sin but still you have a choice Okay, so sin becomes a choice now. You are no longer obliged to sin, but it becomes a choice. So, so we go through a spiritual discipleship or spiritual training. Um, we need to exercise our muscles. We need to learn how to say no to ungodliness. So that's the work of the Holy Spirit. So we need to work or cooperate with the Holy Spirit. But that's not going to happen just like that unless uh, we learn how to cooperate with the Holy Spirit, okay? So, prayer is one of the ways where we can uh, work with God, you know, work together with the Lord. Be why? Why? Because praying, praying is talking, you know? Uh, what kind of talking? Uh, you're conversing with the Lord. So, prayer, uh, praying is talking, and you cannot just you know deliberately commit sin or engage in a sinful activity while you are intensely uh, uh, spending time with the Lord right <laughs> how can you do that how can you uh, sin engage in sin while you are intimately uh, talking to God you know you gotta do that so a person who prays intensely or or regularly you know who is tuned to the lord to the presence of god you know 
that's why the devil has a big problem you know he this is something that he fears about christians when christians begin to pray and seriously okay uh, establish prayer as a regular uh, habit in their lives you know uh, that will make them strong and uh, and that is why, friends, uh, we, we want to establish uh, prayer first, okay? So, now, I, wanna, I want to break it down <laughs> into uh, three levels, okay? So, like we said, it's the praying church movement, uh, culturing a prayer habit. Yeah, culturing a prayer habit. Okay, so... Friends, uh, we need to uh, cultivate a prayer habit, okay? We need to create a prayer habit. So we can also say creating a prayer habit. Now, a personal level, okay? This is the first level, okay? Uh, uh, in, in, in the personal level, we want you to pray for your personal needs, of course. And then uh, we want you to... Keep in mind, okay? Keep in mind. <laughs> we want you to remember that when you pray, do not be greedy and do not be selfish, okay? That is why it says, pray according to the will of God and your prayers will be uh, answered, okay? And letter C, uh, pray uh, persistently. Okay, so that is very important. So you can see that we there there are verses right there. So you can um, uh, click your screenshot, <laughs> uh, save it. Okay, and uh, let's study the scriptures. Okay, so let's go back to number one. Number one is what again, on a personal level, a letter A. Pray for your personal or your basic needs. Now this is very important. Uh, Luke eleven. Verses 9 to uh, 13. So I say to you, Jesus, the Lord Jesus Christ said, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. And uh, the one who seeks, finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Now, in, in uh, verse 11, it says, Which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Verse 12, Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? Verse 13, If you then, though you are evil, meaning to say, though you are sinful, okay, uh, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? So, actually, friends, uh, during uh, sometime between uh, Christmas and New Year, while well, I was listening to um, uh, Don Moen, you know, uh, there's that revelation that sparked in me, and I agree with Don Moen that what people really need, do you know what they need? Said so the presence of God. So it's true. What we really need is what? The presence of God. And so although we need, you know, basic needs, like, you know, in Matthew 6, like we need clothing, 
uh, food, uh, shelter. That's why the Lord said, ask, you know, and shall be given, seek, you shall, f- you will uh, find, knock, and the door will be opened. But those are basic things, you know. The Bible also says that, you know, uh, if God can uh, feed the, the birds, how much more? I mean, we're more important than birds. That's what the, our Lord Jesus Christ said. And so, uh, in connection to that, okay, in parallel, you know, the parallel is in Luke 11. It says, uh, ask, seek, and knock. So, the point to, you know, to this, and in fact, in other versions, it says, keep on asking, keep on seeking, keep on knocking. You know, so what is it about? So, the context here is actually what? It's actually uh, uh, being persistent, right? Now, look, if you read the Gospels, it says, the Heavenly Father knows what you need even before you ask Him. So now, the question is this. Why, why would God tell us to ask, to seek, and to knock when He already knows? <laughs> did, not, did that came to your mind? Of course, He knows. But why does He want us to seek Him and ask and knock? You know why? Because God is a relational God, and He created us for relationships. So we are uh, relational people, okay? We were created for relationships. So the point here is that although God knows what we need, okay, He wants us to ask. He wants us to communicate. He wants us to talk to Him. That is the point. It's about relationship. More than our needs is relationship. That is why, if you're not right with God, get right with God. Okay? Stop living in sin. You know? Uh, Because, you know, don't just come to God and say, Lord, I need this, I need that, uh, you know, I need to pay. You know, more important than your basic needs. You know what? God. Your relationship with God. That's why he said, ask, seek, knock. Although he knew already, long beforehand, he already knows <laughs> what we need. All right? So, so friends, uh, and, and, uh, with, uh, with Luke chapter 11, I like the last part in verse 13, when, when the Lord Jesus Christ said, if you then, although you are, uh, sinful people, okay, uh, you know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will the, your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? So, the greatest thing that He wants us to ask Him about is His Spirit. Now, uh, we know that as born-again people, we are born of the Spirit, born of the Holy Spirit. And the Bible says the moment we believed in the book of Ephesians, the moment we believe we are what? Sealed. Or uh, we were given the, the Holy Spirit as a deposit guaranteeing our salvation. So, so you now, we now, you know, share in the inheritance that God has planned beforehand. Uh, for those who belong to Him. 
Okay, so we are co-heirs with Christ. That's what the Bible says. So the thing is, uh, we have the Holy Spirit, but the felt presence of the Holy Spirit is uh, is another thing, because it it makes you become you know it makes you conscious of Him in anything you do. That that's the fear of God, because if you're conscious that God is watching you, I mean, and and if you love Him, you know, you don't want to offend Him. Okay, you're very careful with what you live, how you live your life. That's why the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord will uh, will uh, help you, okay, overcome evil. Okay, say no to evil. Why? Because you love Him. So, uh, loving God, fearing God is is also connected. Okay, <laughs> so the thing is, uh, because you love God, you don't want to offend Him. That's that's the point. So. How will this thing develop, come into motion or, or, you know, you know, we need to develop. That's why we need to develop a prayer habit. Okay, so we're just uh, in uh, number one, pray, uh, personal level, pray for our what? Personal needs. So let's go to number two, letter, letter B, <coughs> pray according to the will of God. So that our prayers will be answered or so that God will hear us. So pray for what? Uh, pray according to what? To the will of God. To the will of God. To the will of God. Like I said a while ago, don't be selfish. Okay? First John 5.14, it says that uh, this is the confidence we have in approaching God. That if we ask anything according to His will... He hears us. Okay, so you see, it's conditional. If we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. Verse 15, And if we know that He hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we ask of Him. So, God will answer the prayers of those who pray, okay, <laughs> according to His will. So, what does it mean to pray according to God's will? Okay, what does it mean? It means, first, okay, we need to know or you need to know the will of God. <laughs> because you cannot pray according to God's will unless, first, you know the will of God, right? So, there is a need for us to read and study the Bible. Okay, know the ways of God, know the mind of God, you know. Uh, the the mindset of Christ is very important. Okay, so once we have an idea, once you know what pleases God and what displeases God, what He likes, what He don't like, you know, so that will transform us. Okay, the way we think, the way we behave. Okay, and so you know what to ask. Okay. You understand the will of God at that point. So now you can ask uh, 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 and align your prayers to God, to the will of God. So when our will is in perfect alignment to God's will, okay, this is your will and this is God's will. When it's in perfect alignment, okay, uh, we know that God will hear us. Okay, and uh, it, not just that, but I believe uh, it's gonna move God to answer our prayers because that's what 
the scripture said, right? We just read that to you. 1 John 5, 14-15. Okay? So, it says in verse 15, If we know that He hears us, whatever we ask, we know what that we have what we ask of Him. So, we are going to receive what we ask for. Okay? If what we ask for is in alignment to His will. Okay? Simple terms, right? That's very simple to understand. So, so when you pray, pray like the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, when He said, Okay, Lord, Father, not as I will, but Your will be done. Okay? So, next point. Um, uh, letter C. Okay? Yeah, about uh, praying uh, persistently. It says, uh, the, you know, uh, the Lord Jesus gave us the uh, parable about the persistent widow. Okay? And he starts by saying that we should always pray and not lose heart or to not give up. So, uh, that's in Luke 18.1. It says, then Jesus told his disciples a parable, verse 1, to show them that they should always pray and not give up. Okay? Who said this? The Lord Jesus Christ. He said, pray and not give up. Okay, now this is not my teaching. This is not my preaching. This is the Lord Jesus Christ who told his disciples. Now, his disciples know the, the, the will of God. And that is why he said, well, you should always pray. Okay, always pray. And not give up. Wow. And he said, verse 2, now he told him uh, them a parable. He said, in a certain town there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared what people thought. Okay. So this is a selfish judge. Verse 3, and there was a widow in that town who kept coming to him with a plea Sir, grant me justice against my adversary. Verse 4, For some time he refused. But finally he said to himself, Well, even though I don't fear God or care uh, what people think, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice so that she won't eventually come and attack me or come and wear me out okay so uh, something like that so yeah he was really annoyed by this uh, widow okay because uh, you know i could just imagine you know early in the morning the widow would come and knock at the door knock <laughs> jesus said ask sick and now so this widow sought for help from this uh, judge and Maybe he came knocking at the door every day, every morning, and <laughs> asking that the 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 judge would help him uh, in 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 her case. So, so the judge says, "Well, I'm gonna help him and uh, fix this, uh, make sure that she gets justice, so that he won't bother me anymore. <laughs> she won't she won't bother me anymore." That's in verse five. So. Verse 6, and the Lord Jesus said, listen to what the unjust judge says. Now, this judge is unjust. <laughs> Verse 7, 
And will not God bring about justice for His chosen ones who cry out to Him day and night? So this is like desperation mode, you know? You're so desperate, you know, you, you, you need help from God. So you, cry, you cry out to God, Lord, Lord. My case, there's nothing I can do about this. Help, Lord, help, help us, you know. So you're crying out to God day and night. So that's that's the picture, okay, of verse 7. Will he, will God, uh, will he keep putting them off? Of course not. Of course, because God will help us. Verse 8. I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. However, the Son of Man comes Will he find faith on the earth? So, <laughs> look, <laughs> there's a twist right there. Not, not, not really a twist, but uh, 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 the, the point is this. The Lord Jesus Christ said that, he said, listen, if that unjust judge in the parable will do that, okay, will come to the aid of that widow will will make sure that the widow gets justice okay if that unjust uncaring judge will help the widow okay listen to this help the persistent widow listen to this and jesus said and will not god bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night will he keep putting them off i tell you he, or the Father in heaven, will see that they get justice. And quickly. Read that. That's in verse 8. And quickly. At then, and then, <laughs> the turnaround thing is, uh, is uh, the next uh, sentence. It says, however, however, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on there? So, the thing is, uh, uh, it, let's just... Uh, assume or presume that uh, the point here is that not everyone believes <laughs> that God will come to the aid of the chosen ones of the righteous right <laughs> not everyone not unless maybe you're so desperate you are in this thing you're stuck in this uh, same scenario with a widow where uh, you know he he you know she needs a justice okay so if you are in that situation put in that situation you you, you i want you to uh, uh, read luke 18 verses 1 to verse 8 again and again and again and try to digest okay digest the context digest the 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 blessing the promise Okay, and understand who God is. Okay, because our God is a righteous God, you know, and uh, and He will come to help us. He will come to save you and help you in your case and whatever that case may be, as long as <laughs> as long as you are in the right, uh, uh, you're in the right side. Okay, so. So the thing, friend, is that um, um, trust in the Lord, okay? Trust in the Lord. So another last verse for that, I'd like to encourage everyone. This is the end result 
of you know praying to God. I know that uh, a lot of people, uh, you know, when they are going through trials of many kinds, and there are trials that will really make us anxious about. You know, it it it, it, it we don't want to be worried about things, but somehow we cannot command our heart not to be anxious of something depending on what case you are facing you know with family with business with uh, office mates or with whatever okay with uncertainty <laughs> okay but philippians 4 6 to 7 i hope this will encourage us to really develop a prayer habit verse 6 says do not be anxious about anything but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving okay present your requests to god okay what does it it says what present your request to god so that is the answer instead of worrying about this instead of worrying about that it says hey come to god by prayer and petition with thanksgiving okay with the gratitude so that's very important the the a heart of gratitude you know um, verse 7 and the peace of god so this is something that we all want <laughs> we don't want to be stressed in life so and the peace of god that's the shalom the peace of god which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus so that is our uh, defense <laughs> the peace of God <laughs> so it will guard your heart okay it will protect us from all the the things that will stress us out that uh, um, the, that will keep us anxious about you know we need the peace of God so we need to you know really pray okay so instead of you know worrying about things pray until the you know you you feel that you know the peace of god is is covering you <laughs> it will surround you or guard your heart okay <clears throat> now number two number two level number two is the level <clears throat> is praying for one another okay this is about praying for uh, your fellow christians your fellow believers in christ so level number two is praying for one another so level one is praying for yourself for your needs for your basic needs okay prayer level two is praying for your co-believers okay <clears throat> James 5.16 says, Therefore confess your sins to, uh, to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. So, the, you know, again, uh, the Lord already knows what we need or what we need to pray for. Although we don't know really what to pray for, not all. <laughs> but the Lord wanted us to communicate, to connect with Him. That is the, the reason why uh, we were told to seek, to ask, and to knock. Because God is a relational God. Okay, So, 
It says, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other. Um, so this is about praying for one another. So by doing so, we are fulfilling the, the command of the Lord concerning prayer or praying for one another. Okay? So I understand that it may feel uncomfortable to pray for one another. Especially that it says, confess your sins to one another. <laughs> I know that, you know, not everyone can do that. Okay? So, but when you do that, when you, you, you start to open yourself and tell people what to pray for you, um, it removes, uh, uh, praying for one another removes the feeling of isolation. That's very important. Because uh, uh, that is why we are told to pray for one another. Especially when you, you feel guilty, you've done something wrong. And, you know, if you confess your sins to one another and pray for one another, you will be healed. Okay? First, from isolation, from feeling condemned. Okay? And uh, you, we know that... Uh, of, uh, the thing is, uh, when we pray for someone else, it uh, it draws us closer uh, in relationships. Okay, it draws us closer to one another. Okay, praying for one another will bring you closer to one another. <laughs> okay, so uh, praying for your spouse, praying for your child, for for our children, for our friends, you know, will help them will help them see or feel that we care for them and that we love them, right? So praying for our friends reminds us that uh, we were never meant to carry our burdens alone, okay, or our emotional load, or but uh, we were told to uh, lift it up, okay, to, you know, give it to the Lord, all right? So Colossians 1.9, for this reason, I'm not going to read. I mean, I'm not going to read the whole uh, scriptures. Just maybe one verse, verse nine. For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. Okay, uh, we continually ask God to fill you with knowledge of His will through, of His will through all the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives, so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please Him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work. So it's up to you. You, you finish the whole uh, passage of Scripture. It's very nice. It's, you know, it's really, it, it is really a good thing when somebody, when our brethren prays for us, uh, for God's knowledge, for knowledge of His will, uh, that God will give us wisdom and understanding from the Holy Spirit, you know. That's why praying for one another is very important. Okay, that's why it says uh, we have not stopped praying for you. Okay, now Colossians 4.2 Okay, Colossians chapter 4, verse 2, I'm reading in NCV or New Century Version. It says, Epapras, okay, Epapras, a servant of Jesus Christ from, uh, from your group, also greets you. He always prays for you that you will grow to be 
spiritually mature and have everything God wants for you. <clears throat> you see that? So Epaphras was praying, you know, praying for his brethren that they may mature spiritually and that the what God has intended for them, you know, they will receive it. Okay, it will happen to them. So uh, in another version, the complete Jewish version, it says, Epapras sends greetings. He is one of you, a slave of the Messiah, Yeshua, who always agonizes in his prayer on your behalf. It says, Praying that you may stand firm, mature, and fully confident as you devote yourselves completely to God's will. Okay, so... You see the importance of praying for one another. Now, I know there's a lot more scriptures uh, you can read uh, from the Bible concerning praying for one another, but we just chose a few. And we, we jump to the last. Is, is this the last part? Yeah, number three. Yeah, number three. Right. It's about what? Praying for all people. That's level three. For all people level, okay? <laughs> For all people. So you see the scriptures. Uh, you can read that and study it. But let's read that anyway. So, but anyway, level three is about praying for the unsaved. Okay, I, I, I'm just going to give you a summary. It's praying for the unsaved. It's praying for those in authority or for for kings for or for government officials for government for government leaders and for the nations okay for everyone okay so first timothy chapter 2 verses 1 to, to 4 says i urge you then first of all that petitions prayers intercession and thanksgiving be made for all people okay for all people verse 2 for kings and for all those in authority that they may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. This is good and pleases God our Savior. Verse 4, who wants all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of truth. That is the reason, one of the reasons for the delay. <laughs> you know, it's always extended. There's a delay. You know, the restrainer is restraining the, the spirit or the antichrist so that we have more time to preach the gospel. Okay, the work's not done yet. That's why, but, okay, before talking about the Great Commission, we need to first establish the, the prayer, okay, prayer movement, our prayer habit, okay? Okay, Romans 10.1, okay, we're almost done. Romans 10.1 says, uh, this is from the Apostle Paul. He said, Brothers and sisters, my heart's desire and prayer to God. Okay? Again, my heart's desire and prayer to God for the Israelites is. For who? For the Israelites is that they may be saved. Wow. That they may be saved. So, I understand that... Uh, other Christians say you don't need to pray for salvation. You don't need to pray for the unsaved. You don't need to pray for nations. You don't need to pray anymore because God has already a plan and He knows whom He wants to save. You know, th there is truth to that. That's the sovereignty of God. You know, there is 
no debate <laughs> that God is sovereign and He knows what He knows. <laughs> and He knows ahead of time. He has for knowledge. He knows everything. He knows who's, who's going to say yes and no, but He wants all men to be saved. That's the point. Okay? Although not everyone will say yes to God, not everyone will do that because you see, we have a free will. But, you know, in our hearts, in our desire, uh, we want all men to be saved because that is also God's desire. But God is not a God, manipulative God. It's, 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 he doesn't want to, to control you or hold you by your neck or, you know, grab you uh, if, if it's against your will. Okay? Why would we force someone to love us if they don't want to love us? They don't, they, 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 they don't love us. <laughs> the, the same thing. So uh, that is why, that is why uh, we need to pray. That's why we need to pray. We, we, we still need to pray because look, this is the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul is, is a teacher. He's an apostle, of course. He's, uh, God has gifted him so much with, with intellect and uh, he knows the sovereignty of God. But although he understands the sovereignty of God that God knows and that, you know, he understands about predestination, he understands, but still, listen, listen to this. Romans 10.1 Brothers and sisters, my heart's desire and prayer to God for the Israelites is that they may be saved. Meaning to say, this is the apostles' uh, desire and prayer to God. So he prays to God. He prays to God for Israel to come to the knowledge of truth. He prays for the Israelites that they may acknowledge, they will know the true Messiah. Okay, the one who came, who died, who was buried, and who rose from the dead on the third day. Okay, that is our Messiah, their Messiah. Okay, so that's why the Apostle Paul prays for the unsaved. Okay, let's pray for the unsaved. Last scripture, Luke. 10 verse 2 it says he told them Jesus told them the harvest is plentiful but the workers are few ask the Lord of the harvest therefore to send out workers into the harvest field okay go I am sending you out like lambs among wolves that's verse 3 verse 4 do not take a purse or bag or sandals and do not greet anyone on the road. <laughs> Meaning to say, uh, when you go on a mission uh, uh, to share the gospel, to, to do evangelism, you know, stay on focus. <laughs> stay on focus. Okay? Uh, that's why it says do not greet anyone on the road. It doesn't mean that, you know, you snub your friends. No, it, uh, What it actually means is that Stay focused, okay? Because you you may have a plan to share the gospel, but then something came up, and and, and then uh, uh, and you're interested about 
the thing that you saw in the road <laughs> and now you're diverted <laughs> there's a diversion right there and then you forgot about your real purpose why you were uh, walking that uh, route okay so stay focused verse 5 it says when you enter a house first say peace to this house verse 6 if someone who promotes peace is there your peace will rest on them if not it will return to you stay there eating and drinking whatever they give you for the worker deserves his wages do not move around from house to house. So the point is this that we pray for our pops what is a pop uh, it's a person of peace okay we we visit uh, we go to a village you know maybe there's a house that will open his door for us he's willing and interested to hear the gospel of christ so that is the you know so the host is the person of peace because he is open to the gospel of christ so that is why we need to pray 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 so that lord save them save them save them and the lord will open doors you know will give us divine connection you know uh, and then uh, lead us to to this specific house where there is a person of peace so at this point you we understand that uh this is the will of the lord okay it's he said the harvest is plentiful but the workers are few ask the lord of the harvest that's the holy spirit he said ask the lord the heart so that is not him because if it's him he says okay ask me but he said ask the lord the harvest so the lord of the harvest the one who is with us right now is the holy spirit okay remember the story i'm in the book of acts uh, first revival and awakening in the book of acts so you you understand that uh, god the holy spirit is here with us okay so <clears throat> In church, we have uh, an application on how we are going to start to do this. But uh, the summary, I'll, I'll, I, I just want to read the summary. I, I, I cannot do the application here because this is online. <laughs> okay? Online. But we encourage uh, people in church also to pray for one another. So, the point is... Uh, Okay, so this is the summary. The summary is that pray for your needs according to God's will persistently. Okay, pray for your needs according to God's will persistently. And then, and then next, pray for your fellow believers. Okay, that's praying for one another. Okay, pray for, your, for other Christians. And then number three, pray for the unsaved. Okay. Pray for uh, all people. Pray for the salvation of your family members. Uh, pray for the salvation of Israel. Okay, that's biblical, Romans 10.1. Pray for the salvation of Israel. And pray for other nations, of course. So, that is it. Uh, that's it for now, friends. Uh, we hope uh, we'll see you uh, again next week as we continue. I just hope I can uh, do the application. We can do the application, but uh, I don't think we can do it except that uh, me <laughs> telling you or encouraging you, urging you to pray for one another. Pray for me. Pray for your friend. Pray for your family. Tell them that you're praying for them. 
And if they also pray for you, and if they tell you that uh, they prayed for you, don't be, uh, don't forget to respond with gratitude. Don't forget to say thank you for praying for me. Thank you for your concern. Thank you for loving me. Because you know, when somebody tells us that they they prayed for us, that means that they remembered us. They cared for us. You can, you see. Although they don't know specifically what's going on in our lives, but for them to, to pray for us, even though we did not ask for their prayers, uh, wow, that's love, friend. That is love. That is why when they do that, when somebody tells you that they pray for you, or, or if somebody will ask you, how can I pray for you today? You know, just, just tell them some points. If you think uh, the the prayer item is so uh, so uh, personal or so confidential, <laughs> okay, just give them a general idea so uh, they know how to pray for you, okay. But then uh, don't forget again, don't forget to respond with gratitude because you see in Luke seventeen eleven to nineteen, it's about the the the, te- the ten lepers who got healed but only one only one returned okay he came back to Jesus to say thank you and Jesus said whoa were there nine of you I, they, were there ten of you so where are the nine it's like saying that so the thing is respond with gratitude always okay so gratitude is an attitude remember that gratitude is an attitude the expression of gratitude declares our character uh, declares the character of the person okay it tells other people who you are if you're thankful they will know you are a good person if you're not thankful you are ungrateful (laughs) something wrong with you (laughs) you can be toxic to other people if you're like that see when you are thankful, even with little things, you see, uh, they will know that you have a good character. Because you know what? You know, we cannot express how thankful we are to those uh, we ought to be thankful for without uh, love, without, um, without uh, humility, without honor, without uh, respect for them. See? If you're a respectful person, you honor other people, you love people, um, you know what? You will, being thankful, you know, the, the heart of gratitude is, is normal to you. That's, that's you. <laughs> that's your normal. That's normal to you by default. But if you are ungrateful, uh, I mean, if, if, you, if you're proud, Okay, you think high of yourself, you know, and you are unloving and you don't respect other people. That attitude, you know, will show. And they will know because you're not grateful. You're not thankful for anything. You don't say thank you. So remember that, friends, Luke 17, 11 to 19. Uh, 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 out of the ten who got healed, only one returned to the Lord Jesus Christ to say thank you. Again, gratitude is an attitude. 
it describes the character of the person. So uh, that is all for now. We want you to know that uh, uh, it is very important that uh, we pray. We pray for our needs. But remember, keep in mind that it should always be according to God's will. Okay? And pray persistently. Okay? Remember that. And number two, pray for our fellow believers. Number three, pray for the unsaved. Pray for for everyone, for, for the lost, okay, that they may come to, uh, to, 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 to know the truth, the gospel of Christ. Because unless a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So that is in John chapter 3, verse 3. Okay? Unless a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom. Not, not as the Lord Jesus Christ telling a priest Nicodemus. The priest Nicodemus. Now, John 3, 7, it says, uh, Do not, you should not be surprised at my saying, you must be born again. Okay? So, uh, if you're looking for a way to obtain salvation, if you're, you know, searching for answers you know we, you want eternal life you want your name to be written in the book of life you want to go to heaven when you die if that is what you're seeking for right now the answer is simple the savior himself said john 3 7 the savior said you should not be surprised at my saying you must be born again it's not a religion. It is the state of being in Christ Jesus. So being born again is not a religion, but it is the state of being in Christ. I mean to say, you surrendered your life to Jesus. You surrendered, you committed your life to the Lord Jesus Christ. You, uh, you acknowledge your sin and you ask for forgiveness. You repent from your sin. Okay? You're, you humble yourself and say, Lord, I am a sinner. I cannot save myself. And then you recognize Jesus as your Lord and Savior. It's like saying, Lord, I give you my life. I cannot save myself, but today I recognize that you are my Savior. Okay? Romans 10. Can we, do you have that? Romans 10, 9 to 10. Um, yeah. Do you have it? Okay. Yeah. Okay, Romans 10, 9 to 10 says, If you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So you see, it comes with a confession. It comes with a declaration. You need to confess it. You need to come under the Lordship of, the, of Jesus Christ so that you can avail of forgiveness. You can avail of salvation when you submit yourself, when you commit yourself under His Lordship, recognizing that He is the Savior and He is your Lord. That is, when you do that, that is what we meant by being born again in the Holy Spirit, not through religion, not religion, friends. You need to understand. You have to make that confession that Jesus... So if you want to do that today, we want to give you this opportunity to give your life to Jesus. Okay? Let's bow down our heads and uh, pray that uh, salvation prayer. Um, 
Say, Father in heaven, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, and by the power of your Holy Spirit, I pray. I believe that Jesus died in the cross to pay for my sins and that he rose from the dead on the third day. I confess that I am a sinner and I cannot save myself. Forgive my sins and cleanse me with the blood of Jesus. Today, I entrust my life to Jesus as my personal Lord and only Savior. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and Amen. So friends, if you pray that prayer sincerely with all, you know, with all your heart, uh, we just want to say welcome to the family of God. It's just the beginning of the, your spiritual journey. We want you to look for a uh, Bible-believing church. Not all churches believe in the Bible as the final authority. So you need to be in a church uh, that you know steams the bible as the final authority because you know what you need other christians to walk alongside you to help you uh, to answer your questions you know to encourage you you know you need that a new community okay and another thing is that we encourage you to read the scriptures read the bible you know uh, uh, reading the bible that's uh, your spiritual nourishment it's like milk for you it's like it's like your f spiritual food. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of it. So it's very important, you see, uh, and then that you continue in Christ. Colossians 2.8, uh, so 6. Okay, it's, uh, it says, uh, So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in Him, rooted and built up in him strengthened in the faith as you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness so it's very important friends it is very important that we continue in christ so okay so again that's it i hope uh, the preaching today the teaching today uh, has really sunk deep in your hearts <laughs> Uh, deep bone so that uh, you will not forget how important to build a strong habit of prayer okay so begin with that begin seeking God this year seek the will of God ask the will of God and pray through okay or pray in alignment to the will of God so we know that when we align ourselves to the will of God our will and his will in perfect alignment we will get the answer okay so thank you very much friends let's pray Lord thank you for using this program to minister to many people in different places and different time and lord we ask that many more people will uh, hear this message and will be blessed uh, we know that you have appointed time and to the, the the people that you have you know set an appointment for them to hear the gospel lord use this uh, program to to spread the gospel and to usher more people to your kingdom. 
So, Father in heaven, thank you for blessing us. Thank you for anointing. Thank you for your presence, for visiting every homes, every every believer who are watching this right now. Visit them with your presence right now. And now the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord makes His face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up the light of His countenance upon you and give you His peace both now and forevermore. And all of God's people say, Hallelujah, glory to God. So thank you so much for joining us today. We hope that you would join us again next week in our next topic, which is actually a continuation with today's topic. Okay, so today's topic is about the praying church movement. It's about cultivating a prayer habit. Okay, it's a building or creating a prayer habit. Okay, and uh, and uh, next week we're going to talk about the Great Commission, and then the following week will be the Great Compassion. Now, th- that's that's uh, surprise. Okay, so uh, praying church movement. What? It's not a surprise, but the surprise there is the 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 details, you know, because the great com- commission is common, you know, we we it's common to us, but the great compassion, uh, how? You know, I think uh, not everyone understands or they're not familiar with the great compassion. Everyone is familiar with the great commission, but not the great compassion. Okay, so. Hope uh, we hope that you would you know tune in again next week to our Sunday live. This is our virtual church, and uh, so God bless you all. See you again. Bye.